Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today I have a very special guest because... She's in a unique place. Not only is she one of my mom's BFFs, she's one of my BFFs. Welcome, Vicky. Thank you, Anisha. So I'd say you're in your mid-40s. Yes. So you're neither an auntie, but you're not a millennial. I'm definitely not an auntie, and I'm definitely not a millennial. And you have millennial kids. You have three and a Gen Z child. Yes. So you know a lot. So you can hang out with me and my mom and Gen Z. You're probably the coolest person I know. Supposedly. And you've helped me a lot with dating. And you've gotten my frantic text messages on what I should reply to guys. And I just feel like you're probably one of the classiest put together elegant women I know. Oh, that's so sweet. But you also are sexy and flirtatious. And I don't know how to walk that fine line. Like, teach me your ways. Oh, my God. I don't know how to teach you. I know. It's just 
continue. When I was little, my mom signed me up for a class at the library called How to Flirt. Wait, no way. Your mom signed you up? Yes. Okay, I need to get this book. (laughs) We need to get this book. We're going to get the name and the author at the end and tell the IG fam. But basically, today we're going to talk about a brief history of your dating life and how you found the one. And then we have some listener questions. Okay. So I think we grew up similarly. You grew up in a strict home. We weren't allowed to do anything. We weren't allowed to do anything. I wasn't even allowed to go sleep over at a friend's house. Like if they if I wanted to have a sleepover, it had to be at my house. Yeah, same. And, and yeah. And you grew up in Long Island. So you grew up in America. You were born and raised in America. Yes. Well, I was born in India, but I came here when I was eight months old. And yeah. even though we grew up on Long Island and in New York, all of our friends were Indian. Like my weekend friends were my parents' friends' kids. Like all of us. So we didn't really grow up in America. And there's this kind of taboo, I guess, where you don't date your parents' friends' kids. Um, Was that different for you? I don't know if we had that because I do feel like a lot of my parents' friends' kids ended up getting married to each other. Okay. But... My my parents, friends, kids were either a few years older than me or a few years younger than me. So I ended up babysitting the people that were younger than me and the people that were older than me. I couldn't really hang out with because I was like in awe of them and <laughs> nervous to talk to them. So you basically didn't have any guy interaction till would you say high school or college? High school. High school. I like secretly dated this white boy can I say yeah like Tiffany Moon said she dated a Caucasian or white boy in high school and her parents to this day don't know about him like my mom (laughs) would be in shock to hear this I think but um and what does dating mean I mean like nothing we didn't do anything maybe we held hands I do not remember kissing him that was like my first experience with dating but that maybe lasted a few weeks. Yeah. And then you went to college. You went to NYU. I started at NYU. My freshman year was there, but I was commuting because I was living on Long Island and my parents wouldn't let me live on campus. Of course. So I was commuting into the city and I did meet somebody that I really liked. And he was Indian, but he wasn't Cindy. Okay. Which I thought would be like a deal breaker for my parents. Same. We all grew up like that. Even me, you know, when I was growing up, my parents were like, you have to marry someone from our village. Like (laughs) the same village. (laughs) Right. Now they're like, oh, he has a pulse. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not that bad. But yeah, yeah, we all had these rules. Yeah. So I totally understand. But he wasn't Cindy. He wasn't Cindy. Did you hide him? Um. I hid him. And also, like, I think that I was just like a very serious young person. So I think that scared him. Like, he kind of felt like if he really dated me, I would be like, you know, hooked on and I wouldn't let go. And we didn't have experience, right? So people are scared. So I was just talking to a friend on the way over here and she was saying how she thinks like, People should start dating really young. Like when you're 16, start dating. So you have the experience and you have the confidence and you know what you're doing. But that's not how we were raised. We were like, you can't even talk to boys. Forget about dating them. So many guys 
in my dating experience this past year, so many guys didn't want to date me because they said I didn't have experience and they were scared that I would become attached and latch right. on because exactly. I didn't have that experience. Exactly. And and this this person and why you actually told me, like, I'm not going to do anything with you because I know it'll mean too much to you. Yeah. So what happened with that? Well, that just kind of ended because it was also around that time that I met like Sanjay, who's my husband. Right. So I love this story. And this is how you've helped me and everyone's journey is different. But tell us how it all happened with Sanjay. I love this story. So we met in the summer before freshman year at NYU. And then the second time we met was during Diwali of that same year. And he like kind of was following me around. Oh, actually, I forgot we met in between at a 4th of July barbecue okay. um, on Long Island. And that's where I gave him my phone number. But he never called. And then we met at the volley. He never called. He never called. And then we met at the volley. And it was a bit awkward, except that he wouldn't leave me alone all evening. Somehow we stayed in touch a little bit. And around sometime in December, we were chatting on the phone and he said to me, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? And I said, well, I'm going to the Janet Jackson concert. Love it. But I don't really want to go. And he said, oh, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I really want to go to Times Square to see the ball drop. And he was like, oh, well, I can take you. And so I canceled the Janet Jackson concert going with my friends. And one of the friends that I was going with said, you better end up marrying him because I can't believe you're canceling, canceling on us for New Year's Eve. And so we went for New Year's Eve and we went to see the ball drop and it was like just really fun. And the rest is history, you'd say. And the rest is kind of history, except like we dated on and off. I didn't like him. I did like him. I was at NYU. I was meeting other people. Yeah. You know, he was six years older, so he kind of knew what he wanted. And I I wanted to like meet people. And, and typical know. Indian, you know, or South Asian men, they have experience and the girls don't, right? Right. And then what happens is that we actually, the way we got engaged really is that we were sort of seeing each other and there was a big Indian wedding in town and we were, you know, like Indian weddings are like five, six days long, yeah. right? So at every event we were hanging out and my mom was basically like, you guys need to stop hanging out with each other or you need to make a commitment. And literally during this wedding, one of the days he came to my house and we basically got engaged. Because that's just how it worked back then. And the fact that you were hanging out in public with a guy means you better marry this person. You better marry him. And was there any talk of arranged marriage or we have guys to introduce you to. No. Here's your photo or here's a no, photo. Because for me, I was 20. Like my parents were not thinking that I should be getting married or, you know, could be getting married or any of it. I mean, they wanted me to like go to dental school and have a career and then I guess find somebody. But they were not thinking at 20 that I should get married. So I think they were also in shock. But at the same time, they didn't want me to just keep dating him. Yes. So I kind of say to my mom that she's lucky that it worked out because I was 20. Like, what did I know? And I love this. What a lot of people don't know, you know, like attracts like. And we both believe in the law of attraction and we're manifestors. And 
yes, your parents wanted you to go to dental school. And yes, you did tell Sanjay you were going to go to dental school. Having said that, you said as a child, your parents worked really hard and you would dream of the life you have now. You wanted to be a mom. You wanted children. You wanted to be, you know, in a big family. And you would spend your time as a child not dreaming of being a dentist, but having a big family and taking care of them. Absolutely. Like, I did intend on going to dental school when we got married. I just then found that it was too much work to be married and study and go to school at the same time. And I know there are a lot of people that do everything. You know, I think maybe I'm just not one of those people. I am one of those people like you because in this dating process, and I've told my mom too, I haven't been able to focus on my company and my work and all the other things. I'm not able to do it all. I'm just not. And that's okay. That's okay. As long as you know that and you know what you are focused on. Yes. So like I think for me, I didn't even really know that at the time. That's sort of something that's come to me now. But growing up, like you said, my mom worked and I always just wanted to be a stay at home mom. So when I found that I couldn't study and keep my grades up and be married, I switched careers and became like an education major. And I did my master's in education and I taught for a year and then I had a child and I was 25 and none of my other friends were having kids. They were all literally dating and clubbing and having so much fun. But I love how it worked out for you because then, you know, your husband Sanjay ended up moving to India and you had this fabulous life in India for like 10, 11 years. I have to say that whenever we went to India as kids, I would always come home and just ask my parents, like, why don't we live there? Our family's there. We're from there. We're Indian. I want to live there. And so I really do think that, like you said, you know, what you dream about, what you manifest does come true. I think you also have to believe that it's possible. Like and you work have to toward want it. it, believe it's possible and work towards it. Absolutely. Yeah, I do think that's true. And despite the fact that you married young, I still feel like you give me the best dating advice out of everybody. Out really? of everyone I know, like Vicky, ladies and gentlemen, has the best advice. So on that note, I want to get into the listener's who have called with their questions. Okay. So here's the first question. Hi, Anisha. How many dates should we wait to have sex with our potential husband? I want to know what the aunties think is the right number. Is it immediately? Is it three days? Is it three months? Let me know. Okay. So that was our first question. When is the right time to have sex? Date one, date two? Date two is definitely too early. (laughs) When should people be having sex? I I think I'm just maybe like older and more old fashioned. But I would say you should be seeing the person for a good month. Okay. Like before you have sex with them. I think you can do other things before you just like go ahead and have sex with them. But I think a month gives you some time to figure out if you like them enough to have sex with them. Yeah. Unless you're like just having sex to have sex, then that's like very different, right? Yeah. We call that FFN. You're fine for now. Right. So (laughs) I give you good dating advice. You keep me up on the 
And we have TMTS too much too soon. There are people that DM me all the time, the listeners, and they're like, Anish, what do I do? I'm the TMTS girl. How do I backtrack? And how do you backtrack? Well, can you backtrack? How do you backtrack? I don't know. You know, I'm the TMTS girl right now, but there's nothing I couldn't do. It's because I thought I wanted FFN. And then I realized, wait, I really like this person. And now I'm the TMTS girl. But what are you going to do? You can't backtrack. You can't backtrack. Like you can't take back what you did, but you could have a discussion with the person. Yes. And say that, you know, I did that, but I don't really want to do it again until we get to know each other a little bit better because I actually really like you. Okay. Right. And I want this to be more than just sex. Yeah. So I would say, based on your advice, everyone's timeline is different. However, from the person that has a successful marriage and has the best dating advice so far in my life, a month, a month, wait a month, and good dates, like solid dates. Good dates, like that you know the person, that you like the person, yes. that you want to be with the person. And if you want to be FFN, then that's fine. That's fine. That's but different. Just, so to me, the thing is, whatever you're doing, do it consciously, like knowing that that's what you're choosing. Yes. I knew I was FFN and that's right. what I wanted. I didn't know I would spiral into this right. thing. That's okay. At least at the time you made the decision knowingly. Yes. Right. You don't want to regret. No. Right. No so, regrets. So be clear. I think that's like I love clear that. in your head. Love that. Let's go to the next question. Hey, Anish. So I've been dating this guy for quite some time now, and we haven't DTR defined the relationship. And I just want to know what we are, but I also don't want to ask. So what does the aunties suggest I do? Okay, so this question I love. I've had this question many times. I personally have my own opinion on this, but we'll let you dive in. Basically, okay, so I think it kind of depends on where you are in your relationship. Like you don't want to the same way you don't want to have sex on the second date. You don't want to ask them on the second date. Like, what are we right? Obviously, you're nothing. You're on the (laughs) second date. But I think there does get to be a point in a relationship where if it's not progressing to where you want it to go, you need to get on with your life. And so at that point, I do think it's okay to say, hey, where do you see us? What, What do you think? You know? And I think it's really important to have that open communication. If you can't even ask the person what we are, where do they stand? What do they think? How are you going to ask them harder questions as life progresses? Absolutely. I I personally don't like asking what are we? Instead, I like to tell. This I is what I'm that. looking for. Okay. And then if like for example, I've told guys hey, I'm looking for something long-term. And then, like, I've had one guy, you know, tell me, like, oh, I'm not ready for that. Okay, Okay, thank you for letting me know. We didn't go on a second date. Right. Right. But so so you said that to him on your first date. Yeah, because I'm also at a different age, right? Right. Yeah, I, I can see that. But maybe he doesn't know on the first date that he wants something more with you. And you're right, because... 
then he came back and was like, wait. And then I was also like, wait. And you're absolutely right. So maybe set your intention with the person, like maybe after a month as well. Yeah, I also think it is really good to ask questions maybe a little bit more than telling because I feel like isn't it better to get information and then be able to manage it in your mind and like deal with it rather than giving away your mind? I love that. See, this is why you're amazing. Having said that, I asked my boyfriend now these questions, 36 questions to see Mm -hmm. if you can be compatible with someone. I think it's Dr. Aaron, A-R-O-N or Aron. Mm -hmm. But I recommend that to everyone listening, you know, whip out those questions. It's 36 questions and ask that person maybe a month into this relationship. Like, I like that. And that way you get all your answers. And I got all my answers. Right. Okay. I do. I do like that. Like, I like going through something like that. and And I like that. Yeah. But maybe for me, I did feel like I didn't want to waste my time. And so I did ask or tell right away. But for those listening that aren't, you know, looking for something serious and maybe might have 10 years less or 10 years more, you know, it's all on your timeline. Right. So I have a timeline. all on your timeline. Yeah. A little bit. I think that even you feeling under this time pressure should think about it like you're putting a little bit more time and effort in the beginning but that's going to save you time in the long run. So like maybe not asking on that first date because maybe you need to put in a little bit of time into that person before you can ask that question and get a real answer from them. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And I did all the wrong things already anyway. (laughs) And you're still together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, everything that me and Aditya did have said on the podcast, what we've advised the listeners, we've done all the wrong things and now we're both taken and we're both TMTS and we're both all the bad things, which we'll get in, get into if we ever walk down the aisle. Aww. For now, we're still like in this living hourly, we like to call it. We're living hourly. So let's get into this last question, which is my favorite question. I like to ask this question to many different people. This is a question from me. I asked Dr. Tiffany Moon this question. Everyone's journey is different. How did you know Sanjay was the one? Okay, so not even joking, I had somewhat of a checklist in my head of what the person I married was going to be like, right? Like, remember, I dreamt of getting married and being a mom from like the day I was six. So um, because I've been thinking, I had been thinking about it for so long, right? Like I knew the kind of person that I wanted to be with. I think partly I knew and partly my parents had drilled it into my head that the person should be smart. They should be funny. They should have a good career. They should be kind. And Sanjay had all of those things. Plus, I thought he was cute. And I got really lucky because he's also really patient. And that is something that you cannot undervalue. And I did not know before we got married. So just how did I know he was the person? I don't know. He just he fit my checklist and we had fun together. I love that. He fit your checklist. You found someone who fit your checklist. Yeah. Yeah. I've said it on the pod many times. Like as I've become more mature, you realize what's important. And for me, I've narrowed it down to three because, you know, we joke like six foot unicorn, all that stuff. But for me, it's 
physical attraction, integrity, which I think covers a lot, and ambition. Yeah, I think that probably covers all of it, Yeah, really. Because sometimes someone might not be as funny as you are or might not share the same right. sense of humor, but they have all those other things. Also, like, I'm, I don't think there's any one perfect person. Like, I don't think I'm perfect. I don't think he's perfect. Um, I don't really think there's a perfect person. So I do feel like you have your checklist and you have those things that you want. And something's going to be not 100%, you know, and that's okay. Like, you just have to be kind of comfortable with that. I like that. I like that. And before you leave... We would love some advice, some relationship dating gems from you. So here's the thing, okay? I think a lot of people are waiting to know themselves and to be clear in who they are before they find this person. And I think that that exercise and process takes so long in life that you actually shouldn't wait for yourself to know yourself so well, because that's going to change as your life changes. I think that you should really look to find somebody that is a good person that is funny to you. You know, your funny may not be my funny, um, is good to you, treats you well, has a good work ethic, is smart, and just kind of go with the flow and grow together. Like, don't try to find this perfect person. Like, grow with each other. Appreciate each other. Do nice things for each other. I think, I don't know. I think that's just what I try to do. Probably Sanjay will listen to this and think <laughs> I should take my own advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's true. I think, I mean, a lot of people, they're like self-care, self-love. And then we get lost in that and we forget you know, our surroundings and the people in our lives. And, you know, I do think we're forever growing and changing as humans. So if you're going to wait to, you know, find out who you are, I was a different person last year. Yeah. Completely different And you're going to be a different person next year. But yeah. that doesn't mean that if you're with somebody today, you're going to grow away from them like you guys can grow and change together absolutely you know I think I think finding somebody that shares like a similar it doesn't have to be the exact same but a similar mindset and view of the future how you want life to be is super hard to do but that's kind of what you're looking for I agree with you I think having those same core values is critical for yeah. a relationship to work Thank you so much for coming over today. Thank you for having me. We're going to go have a bougie lunch now with Auntie <laughs> Chitra, who's your BFF and my mom. <laughs> my mom's, I love how my mom's like, I have many BFFs. No, I don't. Okay. She doesn't have no, many. Hello. She doesn't she like that. She doesn't have a lot of BFFs. She doesn't actually have many. She has like two and Vicky's one of them. Vicky, you're a very special person in our lives. And thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. 
If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.